0: just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Welcome back to the
1: cantina. Welcome back. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. How you doing? Fantastic. Another beautiful Friday. Good end of the week with the podcast. Yeah. Well, we're back. Another episode for you guys. Um, Just going to talk about some of the up-and-coming what was the word you used? The prospects. Prospects of the Star Wars universe. There's just... It's getting
0: really exciting again.
1: So saturated right now with different ideas floating around.
0: Well, with Marvel being what it is, Disney has to have a new cash cow. <laughs> well, and hopefully they do it right this time.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they tried with the, the trilogy and the spinoffs, but they kind of botched those.
1: Well, Rogue One was really good. Uh, they were all
0: really good. Solo just, was
1: good. They were all
0: really good. They just didn't move
1: people. No, Rogue One, I will admit Rogue One, I got goosebumps. Like the fact that the the heroes and the protagonists died at the end. Yeah. And Kat, I, I was like, "Okay, that proves sacrifice for the rebellion." Right and then solo i felt solo was really good up until the robot crap and well like and even that with g-
0: that aside i didn't really detract from the story as much as i thought it did at first so
1: i thought it did a good job about showing how han got in the business nah, yeah it did cuz that's who it was about it was about han's upbringing he was he was a basically a low life you I, know, felon
0: <laughs> i kind of wish there'd been more of the <laughs> tension of the love story tension
1: hmm.
0: that I felt like that was a little bit um, overshadowed by some of the less important things I feel like had they replaced a couple of the less meaningful scenes with more meaningful scenes of those two
1: yeah,
0: could have been a better story
1: but yeah Kira kind of drops off after he joins the Empire and I don't like how there's that huge gap I don't mind I don't mind how it dropped off I think it
0: would have been nice if they would have had some more on-screen time together after coming back and meeting each other. Mm. I feel like that could have really put more weight into her as a character. Yeah. And created a little more depth on Han and his... Oh... Scruffy-looking nerf herder. (laughs) That could have given more depth to his character as kind of the playboy. Yeah, yeah. And I think they wasted some of that screen time with the robots and the... I I think they wasted a bunch of screen time with stuff that didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And if they'd have used that in a really constructive way. Yeah. But all in all, I I think the movies were good. They just weren't good Star Wars movies. Rogue One was. That one I I mean that felt like Star Wars and it felt beautiful. Amazing. But I I see in the last couple of shows to come out and I see in the upcoming shows a lot of
1: a lot of potential. Well, just look at Mandalorian. Right. Aside from Aside from Ahsoka and Luke being in there just as a Mandalorian in the final days of the Empire (laughs) being an outlaw just trying to make ends meet, right? Right. Amazing story. And they did tie it in pretty well to Luke and the Grand Master ideologies that he had to pursue. But... I think
0: they did that really well. (laughs) Bringing Luke in. They didn't do too much. So it didn't feel like fan service. And they did... They didn't do too little, so it actually felt genuine. It was appreciated.
1: It's what we wanted to see of Luke in the sequel movies.
0: Uh, Honestly, in the sequel movies, I would have loved to have seen a little more of Luke. But Luke as he is...
1: No, I I mean as the Grand Master. Right. Him at the end of Season 2, hacking apart. like That's the Luke we wanted to see. Just walking
0: through the enemy.
1: Right. I mean, you're telling me, okay, Luke Skywalker, the Grand Master, saves the galaxy becomes a he's the prodigal son of Vader and he you know we've touched on it so many times but Disney just murdered him yeah and that's i think where the appreciation came in in Mandalorian is we got to see the Luke we we needed
0: the Luke we the Luke we knew him to be
1: exactly but and then Boca Boba and amazing I
0: think, I think they even did a decent job with uh, Ahsoka in Mandalorian I think she got enough screen time to really tell the story and sell it. I think she could have had a little more. Um, and, and I think it should have been spread out a little more than it was. She should have gotten a few more minutes of screen time and, and really told the story and sold it and mm-hmm. done it in smaller blocks throughout the last couple of episodes. You know, pull her in an episode sooner and you would have gotten a better... But with it being a
1: TV show there's limitations see and i i'd have to disagree not just because i don't like ahsoka but the story is about mando and grogu so i think she had a perfect amount of screen time to be able to then create her show with thrawn just like luke luke had that one scene at the end of season two that's the perfect amount of time for him to show that there might be his own series coming out who knows or he'll be in Mando season 3.
0: I think a Jedi temple under Luke show would be excellent. Would see prospects, yes. ideas. <laughs> yes, there there are prospects.
1: And then Book of Boba though, Book of Boba killed it for me. I know there's a lot of blowback which the the steampunk Tatooine gang uh, that that crap I don't care for, but the story I thought
0: it fit in fairly well
1: really flashy cars on Tatooine one of the poorest planets in the world
0: well you got to think about it it's not that it's the poorest planet you know it's not that it's the poorest planet it's,
1: pover- it's extremely impoverished because it's for run. the normal people yes
0: but I, just even don't, in, I
1: don't see it fitting even
0: in the poorest parts of of our world there's always that class of people that live in amongst the poor who because they exploit because they're criminals because they whatever reason I just I didn't. They like the... have nicer things. <laughs> I didn't like the. <laughs> a lot of steam... them have nicer things than I do.
1: <laughs> I just didn't like the steampunk. Like, if you wanted to make them cyborgs, fine. But I think I diesel done... punk would have been better than steampunk. I could have done without the flashy motorcycles, and I mean, put them on speeder bikes. Just why not classic speeder bikes? Why do you have to have these flashy colored things that don't fit into any of the color palettes of Star Wars at all? The whole point of those is to stand out. I see, I would disagree. Well, look at their at
0: that type of person and, and why they would own a speeder and to go to all that work to make it flashy.
1: Why would they be in Star Wars?
0: They Because they're, they're people. People are always going to have those tendencies. They're not
1: people. They're cyborgs, Phil. Jeez. Uh,
0: They are people. They're they're (laughs) people that have robot parts.
1: I know. Talk to Elon Musk. Uh, Yeah. I just... I, I didn't care for that, but the rest of Book of Boba, phenomenal. I love how he's still the badass who doesn't have to always be the one behind the trigger. He's just... He says a few words, and people know his armor, and that's it. I will say... But Boba's my boy, so...
0: And this is my fatal flaw in most of these things. I always expect more. I see more potential than probably is healthy. <laughs> um, yeah. I know it's expensive to produce. I know it's expensive to set up sets. I know it's expensive to do that stuff, but if anybody has the budget, it's Disney. Well, yeah. And... I was a little underwhelmed as a whole with Book of
1: Boba well, from from which parts exactly
0: I feel like we could have gotten a little more development or well maybe not a little more development but a little faster development of Boba Fett's uh, flashbacks I think that information could have come a little quicker than it did pace wise
1: but I think it was cool that we got to see some of the cultures of this, the Tuscan Raiders oh it is cool don't get me wrong, I love that. And then how they worked in the Pike Syndicate with it, like that was a huge part, it wasn't just the Tuscans, but it was the Pikes moving into Tatooine after the Hut cartel. Power was, vacuum. Yeah, because the Hut cartel's gone. Right. So now you have the Pikes coming in and they're screwing over the Tuscans who, they own the desert. Right. They've been there since the Rakattans were there, like the Tuscans own Tatooine as far as I'm concerned. Right. But they're so, they're more primitive from a tribal mindset that the pikes wanted to come in and just Oh, we own it now. Well the pikes looked at him
0: and just went what a bunch of barbarians we're just going to do our thing and if you get in our way we'll roll you over.
1: But I really love that it kind of sh- showed Boba being the villainous hero. Like like the venom or the reverse flash kinda, Like the dark hero Yeah, the yeah corrupted he's, hero. he's a bad guy but he's like hey don't mess with these people. You are a bad guy. You are not bad guy. <laughs> You're a bad nice guy. <clears throat> but... It was a little slow, but when the Gomorians died, I was sad.
0: It felt a bit slow. <laughs> and it felt a little underwhelming. I think there could have been
1: more to it. But he also had parts in Mando Season 2, you have to remember. Right. So we did get to see the badass Boba we knew. And this is kind of his story as now a crime syndicate leader right and and I feel like we
0: could have seen more expansion I think the taming of the taming of tatooine should have probably gone faster because he is pretty ruthless
1: and but he people could, knew who he was
0: right he could have potentially rolled tatooine in into the fold really rapidly <laughs> and we could have seen some expansion into neighboring systems and I, I think that would have been a really way to great way to build conflict and to create interest in the story
1: he's he's gonna have a comeback oh yeah whether in mando season two ahsoka and the Throne series or even another book of boba series who knows but he's gonna have a return he has to right And because clearly him and din aren't done doing business
0: i just have a big imagination and i see things that
1: would be really cool stories to tell. Well, we both do, which is why we made this podcast. <laughs> For
0: instance, I would love to see... Um, a storyline come from... that runs alongside Man, the Mandalorian of the Mandalorians,
1: because... They're gone, though.
0: Well, but Din is fairly... He, he's kind of cultish he's in his, his he's more the
1: conservative type of, right yeah.
0: and so he's from a very narrow sect of the Mandalorian culture
1: like, I he's would... from the Neo Crusader era where they didn't take off their helmets which, yes. was, which was before Revan's time well
0: and they've always been that fringe there's always been that tribe of Mandalorians who were uh, what's a good word fanatical Yeah, fanatic is a good way. Extremist. And I would love to see a story that runs in the same time period, at the same time, that tells the story of the few Mandalorians who are more Mandalorian and less conservative, less fanatical. Yeah. And you see them come together in search of the Darksaber. And then at the end of their season, you see them... Meet up with Mando like he, like he did in the movie. I would love to see that series because I want to see why they figured out the where the dark saber is, how they're going to get it, what their plans are. I want to see a dozen Mandalorians flying in in flying in the formation in Mandalorian ships. They'd have to be a little dilapidated.
1: Well, but we've never actually seen illustrations of Mandalorian ships except for glimpses in KOTOR.
0: We have. We have. We've seen um, in... Mm. In yeah. Clone Wars? Clone Wars
1: had but Mandalorian ships. But
0: they weren't fighter ships. No, but that wouldn't be hard to do. Well, eh, I And you wouldn't Wars. necessarily need them to be Mandalorian fighters because you're looking at a <laughs> decrepit,
1: ununified Mandalore. I'd count the Slave One as a Mandalorian ship. That is very Mandalorian-esque. Django's ship, turned ship. There's arguments to be made that it's not. Okay, but it, I, I feel like it's more. <laughs> it would be a more modern visage of that. It's what you imagine a Mandalorian ship to feel like. Super armed, super maneuverable, agile, just. Everything a Mandalorian ship should be. Something that you would think could take on a Republic Armada. The only reason
0: I don't think of it as a Mandalorian ship, and technically, but the reason I don't see it is, I imagine the Mandalorian ships to just be aggressive, mean,
1: knife shape, like almost look like a sword. So like Like, like the Corian ships from Mass Effect. Kind of, yeah. Super like arrowed and just like look like they Pointy could mess and aggressive you up. and yep. maybe or the the Sith ships <coughs> from the uh the Starforge.
0: Maybe even a little more knife like than that. I'm thinking like super narrow, super small profile, heavily armored on the front end only. So forerunner
1: type ships. Kind of. Yeah, I'd feel I feel like forerunners would be more it, more relatable
0: I just I imagine because they're such an aggressive culture and they're such a war-based culture I can't imagine them having weapons for the back of their ship Mm-mm. like you don't you don't run away you go into battle Mm-mm. that is your only option if you are surrounded find someone and point your ship at them and start attacking
1: well and Candras Ordo if you get enough uh, if you get enough of a relationship with Candrus and Cordo and Cordo uh, Kandris Ordo, the Mandalorian-turned-gang-banger guy in KOTOR. Yeah. If you play that game and you get him high enough of a friendship level, he will tell you stories of the Mandalorian Wars, and he describes the dropships, he describes the weapons. I so, need to go back through and play that game so again. So that's kind of where I'm going with, in my head is like, okay, if you can put those descriptions Kandris gives in the KOTOR game, and I mean if anyone can bring it to screen It's Disney They have the money like you said They can hire whatever illustrators they want But there is there is information out there yeah. It's just a matter of procuring And actually analyzing And making it real
0: Well and I think Having somebody with a bigger imagination on this one Is going to matter Because I think you have to take into regard A lot About the mandalorian culture you have to take into account their history with war you have to take into account that they kind of their their technology their early progression in technology Mm -hmm. happened alongside the jedi and sith the republic and the sith empire and so their technology is going to be a little different
1: it's going to be more advanced at the time and then, not just Beskar, but the weapons they use, the vibro weapons that they use, their blasters were more efficient.
0: Well, and they're a war culture, so even their engineers are going to be coming at it from a warrior standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you really need to be careful about how you design these things, and they have to be very intentional. And you could do so much with the design of a Mandalorian ship to make a really interesting <laughs> story just in the silhouette of the ship.
1: You know, there's two... Like,
0: maybe each specific house... Like, House Fett has, um... the sigil. I can't think of the name of it. The mammoth? Yeah. No, the the skull. It's the, uh... House Fett sigil. That's what are you talking about what's the name of the creature
1: the creature that Boba killed or Django killed oh, you're confusing me right now sorry it's so oh you're talking the about words. the crest yes the, the symbol on his, on his pauldron yes oh they're, uh, they're uh, some kind of a bird I can't remember the name of it but it's um, it's one of the war birds of Mandalore that they used to ride into battle
0: that one
1: yeah yeah it's oh man and i I should know this but
0: but we know it it looks kind of like a funny shaped skull with two tusks and a long jawline so maybe their ships kind of have a silhouette to mirror their sigil because that meant so much to their culture and so their ships would be a little different their ships would be a little rounder at the back end and pointy out front and knife-like out front and then their weapons their main weapons would be mounted in two offshoots off of the midsection Mm -hmm. or different houses would have different cultural things that came into play during the design of their ships maybe another house um
1: are you talking about his the crest of the animal or the crest on his the chest.
0: The animal. The animal. The sigil on his.
1: Okay, yeah, because th- his chest symbol. Yeah, the one on the left. He's showing me a picture, but the one on the left is a symbol from Jaster Muriel. Jaster Kroll. That's an original lineage of. Um, they tied into the Fett clan. There's a. There's a. Oh God, we could do so much on that. But it's a mythosaur skull. Mythosaur.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that I think could be an absolutely cool way of designing. I actually ships. was going to get a
1: tattoo of that. Really? Eventually, yeah. That's one of my. Where at? Uh, probably under my Sith Empire tattoo.
0: Also original in the arm.
1: Of course. <laughs> I might. I was thinking chest, but um, but no, that that clan Fett is one of the clans that I want to know more about because there's Cassis Fett. Who goes back way, way before even Darth Revan's time. And he was just this legendary badass, of the Fat Clan.
0: Well, and we don't have a whole Ugh. lot
1: of mentions And then there's the... There's Jaster Mereel who... I mean, dude, there's, there's, there's so much in the lineage of Mandalorian. We can do a whole episode of Mandalorian some other time, but... Right.
0: But anyways. So there's a lot of prospects right now and there's a lot of open-ended knots that Disney's not tying up, and depending on the success of the next couple of shows... Obi-Wan. We may see a trilogy from the Old Republic or from Mm-mm. the far future.
1: Mm-mm. Those those two will not happen, and I'll tell you why. Because it's a extended universe, and it was made before Disney, and they don't have the creativity to do it. I guarantee you
0: what creativity it's all spelled out watch the, <coughs> watch the lore read the lore
1: they don't have to follow it that's the sad part so they would rather do it on you know on people that already exist that they've tied on from other movies or shows instead of delving outside of the box cuz i mean clearly look at what they tried to do with the sequels they tried to go outside the box and they failed right that's why i'm scared of them touching anything extended universe because it's just going to get butchered.
0: Well and that's why I say depending on how the next couple of shows go
1: because So what do you think of Obi-Wan then? I'm getting my hope up See I was talking to a co-worker and I'm worried because they have the Inquisitors tied in Yeah and I only know very little about the Inquisitors because I only watched part of Rebels but I didn't watch all of it because it it didn't didn't pique my interest, but these Inquisitors are, I think it's, a, it's, it's a farce, and I'll tell you why. Because that totally takes away from the rule of two.
0: Kind of.
1: No, it does. So, so you have okay, the yes, brothers it, and the yes, sisters, it, like, okay, I thought Vader and Palpatine were supposed to be the only two, yes, safe for Starkiller, maybe.
0: Yes, it takes away from the rule of two. But that's not Disney taking away from the rule of two. That's Palpatine taking away from the rule of two. Which is totally in line with his character. Because he believed he would be immortal. He technically was. Which means he was ending the rule of two. Right there. So why would he care if there's not... If he doesn't just have an apprentice, he can I just have as don't many like as he the, wants because I, I he's like immortal. The idea.
1: It's just it doesn't it doesn't sit right. But it, it definitely it's definitely, not that it doesn't sit right. It doesn't it doesn't feel right. How can you have what is there eleven or twelve Inquisitors? Uh, I want to say it's twelve or thirteen. Twelve and a grand. So how can you have all these Inquisitors now under Vader, rather than run with the Star Killer story? Of, hey, there's one guy, you and me, we're going to kill Palpatine. Because in the Star Killer series of games and books, he kills Obi-Wan, yep. if, if you go to the dark side. He kills Obi-Wan. He turns Luke to the dark side. He kills Vader. He kills Palpatine, eventually. Like, that would have been so much better of a story because a continuation of the rule of two.
0: Oh, I don't disagree. Like, I just think the story they're giving us as far as the story we're getting it's not terrible
1: no I'm excited as heck I'm just I'm you, you, worried about the tie in because I've also been hearing these are rumors people not facts For chan and reddit we all know how it goes on the internet right of speculations that Qui-Gon might be in this um and I said don't you dare get my hopes up because
0: it had better be just Qui-Gon's voice
1: well, if he was a spirit, I'd be okay with that.
0: No, because uh, in the lore that we have currently, and it would totally cripple a lot of the mm-hmm. EU lore, Qui-Gon was not able to take a physical Force form. Yes, he was. So it was just a voice.
1: He was in the Clone Wars series. He appeared to Obi-Wan as a Force ghost.
0: I thought it was just voice. Oh, I'm going to have to look yeah. into that, because that and totally in the comics, things anyway.
1: And in the comics... He he is a Force ghost. Like, he... I mean, if, if anyone can achieve the ability to come back as a Force ghost, it's freaking Qui-Gon, dude. Well... Completely one with the Force. I think it's he balanced could. as they get.
0: I think he definitely could. But... I don't think... he had enough time to train into it.
1: See, but that goes back to our conversation from last week about the codes. Because... That tells me if Qui-Gon wasn't able to become a Force ghost, lack of training, lack of insight, or whatever the case is, that tells me the Force wouldn't allow him to become one.
0: Oh, he did.
1: Told you. Oh, that's going to
0: change some of my readings in the EU. Uh, (laughs) I don't like when they do that.
1: I do. I like when they do that to you. That scrambles
0: the EU so hard, dude. No, it doesn't.
1: No, it doesn't touch the EU.
0: That means that after... Qui-Gon's death as a Force ghost he was able to complete his training
1: which... He already completed his training before he was killed by Darth Maul. He was a Jedi Master. Obi-Wan was d- done as apprentice. He'd found the Chosen One. He was as balanced as they become.
0: Right, but there's still... It's it's a Force technique to have a Force ghost. It's not a technique. There, Well, you have to have... You don't you train yourself
1: to... to let go to become a ghost. When, you, when the Jedi pass on, they themselves, in that moment, that's where I feel like, because we don't actually have any writing about it being one way or the other. We do on Yoda. This is just our, okay, Yoda showed it in the show, but this is our they speculation. They showed it in
0: the show that Yoda actually had to go to...
1: He met the Wills. Their, the
0: Wills. I wanted to say the Fates, and that's not right. It's the Wills. And they put him through tests and started to train him.
1: How come we didn't see that for Obi-Wan, Luke, and Qui-Gon? And Vader? How come we didn't... Okay, Anakin's obvious. He's the chosen one. That makes sense.
0: See, and Anakin's always been the one that bothered me (coughs) because he never had any training on it at all. It doesn't
1: matter. He's the chosen one. The Force created him.
0: Yeah, I get that. But it always bothered me. And so maybe it's okay. What about Obi-Wan? I'm still processing the information. Maybe... Uh, Obi-Wan had, what, 20 years in a desert as a hermit to figure it out?
1: So well, unless they show that in the show...
0: It's not confirmed, but...
1: If they show it in the show... We know Qui-Gon
0: spoke to him, so Qui-Gon could have been the one instructing him.
1: Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon also exact. could have been the
0: one instructing Yoda. We don't know. Exactly. But... See, there's been that
1: speculation, too.
0: But we... It just... And I'm still adjusting to the new information because I remember that now and I've never thought about it. But it could make a lot of sense then continuity wise why Anakin was allowed a Force Ghost. What well, I want to know chosen is... One. Well, what I want to know is, why is Anakin the only one who doesn't retain his form?
1: I knew you were going to ask that and I'll explain it because I've done my research. Anakin didn't in the original movies he did retain his form but they went back and they decided it doesn't make sense because that was technically Darth Vader. So they showed Anakin in the new movies as Hayden Christensen because that's when he was good. That's when he was right, at his right. peak. Right, but when
0: he killed Palpatine, he was also good. When he died, he was good. But that was the so form that taken
1: should've... after. So to become a Force ghost my speculation this is just banter this isn't proof I know my speculation is the ghosts come back as the purest form of the being before they died wouldn't that make sense wouldn't the force want to present the purest form of the being or the force user or the Jedi because look at the Sith when the Sith die they can become they don't become force ghosts they become spirits right they linger they mess around with people right they're not pure Versus That's the Jedi. a
0: strong leap.
1: It's not a strong. It's, it's To me, it's the most. To me, it makes the most sense because the force is going to want its purest form of whatever being it is to be able to come back to walk, whichever planet they. So,
0: want. wouldn't Anakin's purest form be at his death?
1: No, because he was tainted still. Why that? Because that form was tainted as Vader. He was technically a cyborg. He was technically still in the dark side when he was that visit. Just because he killed Palpatine in the last ten minutes of his life and he died doesn't make him pure.
0: It doesn't make him not.
1: So they would go back, I feel like they would go back to when Anakin was, bef- before he started, you know, veering off and he killed Win- helped, assisted killing Windu and the younglings, that moment right at the start of Episode 3 when he's like,
0: when he finally turns? A
1: prime being. He still
0: wasn't pure at that point, because he'd killed the Tusken Raiders and taken the first steps down the dark side.
1: But, okay, but that could also have been seen as the path of a gray Jedi, if you really want to get into it.
0: Nah, that's pretty dark, dude. Younglings and women and innocence and...
1: Well, not the younglings, but the Tusken kids. I think there's a lot we don't know. There is a lot we don't know about Force Ghosts.
0: I think it's just a really big oversight, and they wanted to tie Hayden Christensen back into the original trilogy. Why would they need to do that? They're
1: doing it now. Right, right. (laughs) I
0: think that was was George Lucas overstepping, kind of like he did with the Han shot first.
1: Don't even get me started on that. Because
0: let's face it, Han's character is entirely dependent on shooting first.
1: Well, yeah, he did to Vader on Episode 5 when they show up at Cloud City. He just
0: did it a lot less effectively.
1: That door opens up, he looks at Vader, and he, for, he didn't even say anything. He pulls out his blaster and starts blasting Vader. Right. That's the Han we know. Or the Han who doesn't even ask Greedo. He just says, yes, I'll bet you have, and just blasts him. Greedo doesn't even get off a shot.
0: Right. Uh, it, it, But Force Ghosts, it's... There's a lot of things they changed in the, the original trilogy that don't make a whole lot of sense to me in the remastered edition. That's why I like the original VHS better.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just and I know I know I have a lot I have high hopes for Obi-Wan because like I said, Mando set the bar, Boba raised the bar, so Obi-Wan better be at that expectation, which the trailers, of course they put all the best scenes in the trailers. But the right. trailers are showing it to be pretty, have
0: great potential
1: there, there's there's some pretty pertinent scenes in there that I think are gonna tie some things together
0: I like the fact that some of the worlds look like things we haven't seen yet look like Camino
1: would... for a minute one of those scenes oh
0: yeah there's definitely Camino. definitely a Camino. um there's definitely I...
1: Tatooine maybe even Nar Shadda.
0: I can't say Tatooine for sure but I'm looking at either Tatooine or um, <coughs> the last battle, there. the last battle of uh, After Sidious Fell, where they, the desert planet where... Jakku?
1: Yeah. Either Tatooine, maybe Jakku, maybe a similar no, planet. Oh. It's gotta be Tatooine. His whole life is spent, the rest of his life is spent on Tatooine.
0: I, I that was my first inclination. As far as you know. That was my first inclination, but at the same time, we don't know because we're talking canon and there's not a whole lot of canon. Yeah. So, it's possible they're going to do a tie-in to Jakku. I kind of doubt it.
1: Well, because they're trying to bring Disney's... Jaku wasn't until after episode 6.
0: Disney's trying to bring more worlds into the fold of mainstream Star Wars, which I'm excited about.
1: Then why do something that we've already seen for 3 movie, 2 movies I guess. Right, but we only
0: saw it momentarily.
1: dude the whole first half of Force Awakens was on Jaku.
0: Right, but what did we really see of Jaku?
1: There's Not nothing to lot. see. You played the Star Wars There might be. You played Star Wars Battlefront 2 campaign. Yeah. That was a pretty good iteration of what The Last Battle of Jakku was going to be. Right. However, being it was a video game, not done by Disney... Yeah. That, I, mean, I mean, you could be right. They could bring back <laughs> Jakku, but I don't see the significance if this is between Episode 3 and 4.
0: But my hope is that there's a lot of variation in that trailer. And I would love to see more... A, more new planets. Planets we've never heard of. Mm. I would love to see... Or B, planets
1: we've heard of we've just never seen.
0: Right. Uh, B, I would love to see planets that we don't get to see enough of. Manon. We see like eight square feet of one city of Camino. Mm. Um, Manon. I would love to see Manon oh, at its prime.
1: Gosh, the Selkath are so cool, dude.
0: I really want to see... Modern day Korriban. Mancala.
1: Eh. Really? Take it or leave it. I mean... When <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Eh. Like, it, it'd be kind of cool, but, like, you'd have to... It would be so hard to do.
1: Most water planets would be really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I, Camino, they did a hell of a job on.
0: I would love to see modern day Korriban. And I'm talking, like... The sands have eaten most of the Valley of, of the, uh, dark, the Lords. dark Lords. Stop it. And you have ruins and like you have a third or a half of a statue sticking up of pick your favorite Dark Lord, insert here. <laughs> Stop. I mean, and you see like a statue that is vaguely <clears throat> reminiscent of insert Dark Lord here. You could use any of the greats. What
1: about Kashyyyk?
0: And then it's just... The head is falling off. And the it's falling into ruins. And there's nothing left.
1: But It, are, and, it already was in KOTOR, though.
0: Oh, I'm talking like the valley is half covered over. And all you see is... One statue sticking up out of something that looks like a red version of the Grand Canyon.
1: That would be cool. Um, I want to see Kashyyyk.
0: I do want to see Kashyyyk. Because we
1: only got to see that small battle in episode 3. But I want to
0: see Kashyyyk after the Empire really, really soon after the Empire falls. Because you're going to have some deforested land. You're going to have some imperial... They're just enslaving Wookiees. Well, they are. But they've also deforested some of the land. Not a whole lot, but I would love to see on Kashyyyk ruins that are not made by the Wookiees. I would love to see like rickotten ruins sticking up from the trees. Oh yeah,
1: they but they that didn't... have
0: been totally covered by jungle for ten thousand years. I feel like and they didn't really do the much Empire. Though. But the Empire is searching out these ruins, trying to figure... Maybe it's not the Rakatans. Maybe it's any any other ancient species. But that there is a... I would love to see a backstory behind the Wookiees rising up against a greater power, overthrowing them, and letting the jungle reclaim what they stole.
1: That, okay, yeah. That, that would, would be a cool. really cool storyline. That would be really cool. What's that other planet that I was thinking of? Um, I would
0: also love to see... Uh, Drom and Kos
1: Drom and Koss, uh... and I would
0: love to see the Kos City, the ruins of Koss City and I would love to see maybe Luke exploring the ruins of Koss City and it's just totally in disrepair, it's been broken down for thousand years and there's barely anything left most of the buildings are toppled but like the main pavilion is just barely noticeable or there and he lands there and goes through the temple. Oh, that would be cool. Now, Even what, in a
1: 20 minute short story, that would be cool. What do you think? Because you just watched, I just told you to watch the Cassian Andor trailer.
0: I didn't know that dropped. Oh, that was so good.
1: Right? So then what planet do you think that is? Which one? Where, Ka- where Cassian's from?
0: Oh, it's gotta be Tatooine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's not from Tatooine.
0: Mm. You're talking about, which, okay, you're going to need to be when When specific.
1: Cassian's a kid, when it shows him in the trailer as a kid. Oh. What planet do you think that, because he's not from Tatooine. No, no, that planet. It's not Ryloth, is it? The Twi'lek planet? I don't think so. It looked kind of ruggedy, rugged But the architecture
0: terrain. is not quite right.
1: I don't know, man. What
0: if that is, I'm drawing total blanks on the names of planets today. I'm struggling really hard on them. What if, what if that is the planet where the Empire was harvesting Kyber crystals for the Death Star that we see in Rogue One? Jeddah? Jeddah. What if that's the what if that's the, the main city of Jeddah?
1: Could be Ryloth though too. Like I said,
0: ah, the architecture is just not quite right. Yes, it
1: is too tall. This is this is way. I mean, this is after the Empire's taking control. Who knows what they've done to the place?
0: Right, but if it was the Empire, you would expect it to be very mechanical.
1: Not, not this empire. First order, maybe, but well, no, not the Galactic Empire. The
0: Galactic Empire wouldn't put that kind of resources into cutting stones. They're gonna drop. They're gonna drop steel structures. They're way easier, way more efficient. You can drop them from space. They're it way, could be Jetta. It, it seems kind of jetta esque. Now it's not quite grand enough to be Jetta.
1: I was gonna say it's not. It doesn't have the the landscape doesn't quite have the. I agree, We only get a few glimpses of it, but the. I mean, this Cassian show could show us dozens of planets. Think about it. No, we, it,
0: we it, do have domed structures intermixed with funny shapes. But if this Cassian the roof types aren't right for
1: Tatooine. No, I know it's not Tatooine.
0: And it's got too many clouds. It's too dark. It's too. There's not enough there for it to be that maybe maybe Jeddah, but probably not it feels a little too grand to be jedda or not grand enough to be Jeddah. so maybe it's oh that's a really good question i don't think it's ryloth maybe it's a new one that we've never heard of
1: see that's what i mean though because this cassian show we finally get to see a glimpse of the imperial senate which i'm stoked for because they mention it once in episode four or no they mention it twice Leia says something about it, and then uh, Admiral Osmond says something about it. And then they delete and then it. And that's it, because, and, yeah. because Tarkin's like, the Imperial Senate's been abolished. Right. But what if in this Cassian show we finally get all these planets we've been discussing? Because my, my theory is, from the trailer, they're going to start showing how the Empire progressed and how they're holding all these systems and the formation of the Rebellion, Which was formed by Starkiller, not Ahsoka. And with the formation of the Galactic Empire in the universe, we could see all these planets.
0: That would be really, really interesting. I do, however, I hope that we get more dynamic planets. Because right now in Star Wars, we kind of get a one-size-fits-all planet, where if it's a desert planet, it's a desert planet.
1: If it's a water planet. It's a water planet, right? I would love
0: to see a That's... couple of planets that have different temperate zones. Different... Narshadah.
1: I want to see Narshada.
0: I do too. I really do. It's
1: like, it's like the ugly stepbrother of Coruscant. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, it'd be really cool to see a tidally locked planet in Star Wars, where you always have one side facing the sun and one side facing away. So you'd have an ice side. And a molten side that's volcanic. That would be astronomically
1: impossible. It's
0: not. It's not. All it has to do is not rotate. It still follows around, but it's it's rotating at the same speed.
1: The, the planet would have to be The planet rotating. rotates
0: at the same speed as it I, travels around. I
1: know how the oscillation would work, but the planet would... The, it, the sun would essentially have... Do we know that, though? Yes. It's confirmed. <laughs> From which planet?
0: Uh... It's a number, a letter, a letter, a number, a number, a number, a number.
1: Oh, oh a classic, um, classic NASA. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but
0: I would love to see that because it would then have a semi temperate or livable zone on the horizon point around the planet, and it would be really cool to see half
1: Mustafar, half Hoth. Right. <laughs> basically, okay, that yeah. would that would be pretty cool. Or Renvar. But then Renvar is another planet I want to see from the old Battlefront games. That huge. Ice, I mean, it's basically the Grand Canyon, but it's ice. Like, dude, oh my gosh, if they ever showed Renvar.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to do some looking up on that one because I don't remember that one.
1: Yeah, but if... Yeah, I want to know what planet that is you're talking about because if that doesn't seem, not just from an astronomical standpoint, but from a physics and chemistry standpoint, the, the core of that planet
0: is under immense pressure.
1: Well, not just immense pressure, but the, the atmospheric pressure of that planet. I mean, you're talking you you're, you're talking a mix of basically Earth's stratosphere and atmosphere mixed with basically all the noble gases that would ha- that creates the life we have. It would have to be at a distance far enough away from the star or its gravitational point to not get overheated to burn the ice side but it couldn't be far enough away that the molten side wouldn't freeze over. That's why it seems astronomical. There's, there's
0: a Goldilocks zone for it. But for instance, I mean, obviously this isn't a planet, but the Earth's moon, the rotation of the Earth's moon and its orbit periods are tidally locked with one another. So no matter when the moon is observed from Earth, the same hemisphere of the moon is always seen. Thus, the far side of the moon is not necessarily the dark side, but it is the side always far from us.
1: Always, during the winter months when the Earth's axis is tilted up, in the you, in the northern you don't hemisphere, see
0: a different side of the moon. You see it from different angles. It only
1: fluctuates. It doesn't no, rotate. That, that's what I mean, though. That, be, and, but this the,
0: is the fluctuation rate. It doesn't actually rotate. It just kind of bobbles because it's tidally locked. See the other
1: side of the moon it's it's also atmospheric distortion as well as because the moon is moving i mean think about it it really only moves in like a 20 degree radius from earth from where we are because there's all this other part of earth right. that has to rotate in the earth you can how many moons can you fit in the earth i think it's like
0: Oh, that's a great question. I have no idea.
1: I can't remember. Um,
0: But yeah, no, we always see the same side of the moon.
1: And we will always see the same side of the moon. Because it's tidally locked. Even in the summer solstice, the longer days, that doesn't change. Okay, we're getting a little off track, but that's okay. But that would be (laughs) a
0: really cool planet to see. Just like this strip 50 miles wide at the horizon point where it's almost dusk all the time is the only place that's livable. That'd be really cool.
1: I don't know. I still want to know what that freaking planet is you're talking about that's half ice, half It's molten. Well,
0: that's a little extreme. It's not ice. Yeah. It's uh, molten rock and just frozen cold, like negative 100 and something. Celsius? Don't remember.
1: Okay. Well...
0: But there's a planet somewhere that they've located... Obviously, they don't have pictures of it because we don't have telescopes that
1: good, but they have... Uh, which tells me it doesn't exist. No,
0: it's it's imaged by... Hubble? Well, I don't remember which, but it, there's a certain method of imaging that they use to kind of get the atmospheric makeup of a, of a planet. They use the, the light that's missing from... They use the different... Cosmic particles Wavelength. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But they've located a planet that they believe to be tidally locked. And so it's... One side is always facing that star as it rotates. And so it doesn't have a spin. Well, it doesn't have a spin relative to the sun.
1: I just... I still feel like that couldn't be... Okay. Anything's okay. possible. Trillions but, of
0: of trillions of stars with trillions of planets. I'm at plausible. Okay. Yes. Even if it's not plausible, it's happening. You didn't somewhere. let
1: me finish. I said anything's possible, but I'm at plausible deniability right now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Just I, because I can understand it that. would have to be at the perfect exact. And when I say perfect, I mean perfect, no flaw distance from whatever star it orbits around that would keep it from being too hot or too cold in order to retain those intermediary temperatures like there's no there's no way and chemistry and thermodynamics with tectonic reactions and plates as we know in planets we've studied now that doesn't seem feasible to me yes there are more stars and galaxies than grains of sand on earth i'm aware but still
0: the the exoplanet Proxima Centauri b, discovered in 2016, that orbits around Proxima Centauri, is also a assur- is almost assuredly tidal locked. Is well, the first thing I pulled up. Um,
1: but how do they know
0: that? Oh, dude! Without
1: being able to render images from trillions of light years away, how do they
0: find stars? ...that have planets in the Goldilocks zone.
1: Stars are different. You measure
0: the fluctuation of light.
1: You, okay, you you measure... Who came up with that? Not the fluctuation, you measure the magnitude, but yes. Well, the
0: fluctuation in the magnitude of the light.
1: Because you're looking for
0: planets to come in front of the star, therefore it'll change the brightness of the star... Ever so insignificantly, but measurably, so that you know that there is a fluctuation, and that fluctuation is regular. And because it's regular, you know that something is in orbit. And it's something significant.
1: Constant, not regular.
0: Well, not necessarily constant, because... It would have to be constant if 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 it's
1: maintaining a gravitational course... If it's it maintaining
0: gravity, well, it doesn't have to be constant because it could be an oblong path. It would have to be repeating and regular. It, oblong have to be,
1: pa- it doesn't have to be an oblong path. Even no, an oblong path it, is no but constant. if it's a
0: perfectly circular gravitational rotation, <laughs> yes, it would be constant. But
1: either one you, is correct. You know right now that circular is a very poor word to use when you talk about physics and astronomy. We use the word Spherical.
0: It can't be spherical. It's on a single plane. It's circular. It can be spherical. If it's on one plane rotating... And four dimensions. And a planet is rotating in one plane, it is therefore not spherical.
1: This solar system proves that wrong because Neptune and Pluto interchange paths.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm talking about a single planet around a single star in a single plane.
1: It can't be circular because circles are perfect.
0: Nothing but me is perfect.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, good argument knowing you lost. <laughs> tidally
0: locked bodies uh, such as the Earth and Moon are in K. The
1: Earth isn't tidally locked, the Moon is.
0: All right, this is from Washington.edu.
1: Oh, with Washington State?
0: Uh, wait, no, that's not the one I was reading. Why would my thing mess up?
1: Sorry, I'm an astronomy nerd and Phil's a physics nerd, so we gotta we have to debate every once in a while.
0: Oh, I to- totally lost the article, but it basically said it's way oh, more common. Oh, how
1: it convenient! I lost the article. Well, well I'm not gonna, gonna sit here on my phone for 45 <laughs> minutes. Well, I, I'm I'm super stoked and super happy about all the new things coming out with Star Wars because there's just so much.
0: Well, there's so much potential in it.
1: And I'm excited with cat. I was excited with Boba because it was something new we haven't seen since 1983 when when he died. And I'm excited with Cassian because it's something new we haven't seen. or We only know a little bit about Cassian, but it's going to be a new realm of things we haven't experienced. The new Empire. Not the Rebel TV show Empire. I
0: just hope they don't fall into the trope of just picking random characters from the original trilogy and giving them a timeline. I really want to see if they do well on this round and they can continue that forward. And they can create good Star Wars content. I would love to see a thousand years before and a thousand years after. What does the universe look like a thousand years in the past? Maybe 10,000 years in the well, past.
1: You better apply to Disney then.
0: I would love to see it. And if Disney would take me, I'd love to do it.
1: If if Darth Bane was even a thought in their mind. Not the canon crap Bane we got from the stupid tv series we did not get
0: enough of bane in the tv series bane's
1: not from malachor bane didn't have a purple lightsaber bane didn't become a force spirit darth bane from the books that drew carpish wrote is the darth bane we need
0: i we haven't seen enough from the canon bane to really know what he i don't need to see any
1: more to know that that there that is not anything related to what bane is and they
0: Disney's always going to spin it a little bit to make it their own thing because they don't want to pay royalties.
1: But it wasn't Disney. It was Filioni and Favreau that did that. That's true. Which, okay, great, but at the same time, why butcher a character when the books were written before that episode?
0: Well, and you don't have to... You don't have to use a character that's already been created. Just If you're going into somebody like Bane, just make up a new character and give them their own storyline. It's a big universe. We could have an alien race we've never heard of before. No,
1: it's not. Thrawn. Because he's a Chiss.
0: Right, but we we don't have any other real examples of the Chiss other
1: than Thrawn. Star Wars Old Republic video game series.
0: I, I meant in
1: canon. I don't... Canon can kiss my behind. I'm. I, I told you. I'm done with that distinction between canon and legends.
0: No, the, it's a the, bunch
1: of crap to basically. The only give Disney I, a trademark.
0: The only reason I give the distinction and that I care about the distinction is.
1: You don't want to come across misconstrued. I understand.
0: Well, it's really hard. Like you have canon, <laughs> Qui Gon Jinn, who can show up as a Force ghost in physical form, and then you have EU. You have EU Qui-Gon Jinn who can just be embodies, embodied as a voice. And so there is a distinction there that is pretty major. Or we have the distinction of, hey, we're talking about canon Luke, you know, the one that turned into a little... Family-friendly. Something. <laughs> and then you have the EU Luke who is just...
1: A grand master who started... Entirely overpowered. Yeah.
0: And so you've got, you've got canon that... Totally does not match up with the EU, and so without making that distinction, people don't know which one you're talking referring to.
1: I know. I just and
0: Bane's a great example because
1: if okay, there is that distinction, but if people have been listening to us long enough, they they know where we stand on the canon. And I mean, we did a whole well, episode stand. on it. You stand
0: on the canon. What
1: I... where I stand? I don't like the distinction because at one point in time, Star Wars was Star Wars. There was extended is... universe in Star Wars. Now it's canon versus legends and it's just a bunch of crap
0: i think the canon distinction is made necessary by a stupid move i i i totally understand that the eu i understand why disney did what they did to the eu i disagree with doing it that's all i'm saying yeah
1: well i think that does it for us today guys
0: i think all in all we can say really excited about what's coming with the future of star wars
1: Especially, I mean, we didn't touch on the video games, but there are some new prospects for video games, but they keep canceling them and starting new ones. We don't know. They're, all we know is...
0: I'll butcher a billion-dollar trilogy and see w- if you can hold on to your, yeah, your video, video game, game contracts. No
1: kidding. But, uh, as always, join our Discord. Hit us up at our email, hi this scummy at gmail.com. And, We'd love uh, to hear from you. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, absolutely.